<laughs> I think the song was just a, a representation of what their relationship is. Welcome back to our podcast, everyone. I am Maria. Hi, everyone. I am Shanice. And this is our podcast, Cinematrix. This is our Valentine's Day special. We, we're doing an extra show this week just for you guys. Yeah. For Valentine's Day for all you lovers out there. We're going to be talking about the movie that you guys voted on. To all the boys I've loved before. Always and forever. That's number three, the part three to this trilogy. Just to give some background on the first two movies then. The series starts with Laura Jean. She writes love letters to Peter and I think two other guys. She wrote them when she was younger. She kept them in her little box and didn't send them out. Her little sister finds the notes and sends them to all of the guys. One of them at the time happened to be her sister's boyfriend in the first movie. Her older sister. older sister. She also wrote one to some guy that she met at camp. That was the guy from the second movie. So I think it's four letters then because the, the, there was another one that she wrote to a friend of hers, somebody who is now her friend, who happens to be gay. And then there was... Peter. We'll rule out all the other guys apart from Peter Kavinsky because obviously one was her sister's ex now because they broke up. One lived far away, one is gay and he's a good friend of hers. Then there's Peter. Peter now in the first movie was dating another girl, Jen. Peter is a jock, the popular guy, everybody likes him and whatever. Um, But Laura Jean at this point in time when the letters are sent out years later, she doesn't really care for Peter anymore. To make a long story short, they made a contract where they would pretend to date and it just so happens that in them pretending, they started to develop real feelings for each other and they end up together. That's the first movie. The second movie is where the guy who she sent the letter to who, from camp and he lives far away is now back in her life because he is volunteering at the same old folks home oh yeah that she's volunteering at they form a little connection again and at the same time laura jean is fighting with her insecurities of whether peter still likes his ex jen so that is what the second movie was basically about in the end they still ended up together the third movie starts with laura jean on vacation with her family in seoul korea and i thought that clip was fun but just to give some background Laura Jean is Korean. Her mother is Korean, but her mother died when she was younger. So she was basically raised by her father. Who is white. Who is a white man. They go to Korea, and this is her first time there. And then they go to... It's one of those bridges that... um, I don't know if you guys are familiar. There are like bridges in those eastern countries where people who are in love go and they write their names on locks and lock it into the bridge to solidify the love forever and then i guess come back years later to see their luck and if their love lasted or whatever and so they went back to the bridge to 
look for their mother and father's lock. Right. So they went searching for the lock. Yes. I thought it was kind of ridiculous for them to find that lock. I thought so <laughs> The too. amount of locks that yeah. were over it. It's like finding a needle in a haystack. I guess if you search, I mean, it's there. If you search hard enough, you'll find it. But I just felt like... I feel like I should have shown like the whole day, like sun going down and... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you had a general lock. idea of where the lock was. Like which part of the bridge the lock was and so it would have narrowed down where they have to look. It would have been an extensive search. So they find the lock. I think they attach one with all three of them, the three sisters, mm -hmm. onto that lock, which was cute. Yeah. Later we see that Laura Jean also purchased another lock for her and Peter. And when she comes home, he she gives it to him and says one day they can go back and attach that lock. Lord, there's another movie coming. Oh god. I don't know. I don't know. I just feel it. I just feel it building. <laughs> if there's another one, then it would just have been the producers of the movie and not part of the, the book. If which I'm is wrong, not, which is not um it's not unusual. Strange. Right. Like they they can do that. One thing that we see how much romance there is, Peter's always doing something out of the ordinary to surprise her and make her feel special when she came home from her trip peter's up in her house with a welcome home banner waiting for her did he have flowers in his hand he probably did but before we get there the conflict in the show peter got accepted to stanford yeah based on his lacrosse scholarship laura jean was hoping to get accepted to stanford as well so that they could be together for longer periods and they wouldn't have to say goodbye to each other when it was night time and they, she had all these plans for how they were going to live on campus and be together in uni or college she's waiting on her stanford acceptance letter she finally gets notification that the stanford um acceptances are out she's not accepted right so obviously she's completely heartbroken because now her plans to be together with Peter forever and not be separated and have all of this time together is over. Her sister messages her, asks her if she and her are good. Large in response to the sister saying, of course, I love you. But it just so happens that it was a response you know, sometimes in a message and he sent a, a message to the wrong person. It went to Peter, who had just asked her if she got accepted into Stanford. She freaks out because obviously she didn't get in and she didn't mean to send that message to him. She ignores his call. She's thinking about how she's going to say this to him. Two seconds. <laughs> He's outside. You see him outside with a big van and a big another banner and yeah. Stanford hats and shirts and a boom box. Music is playing, time to celebrate. Yeah. And she's like, oh, crap. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> she's freaking out at this point because obviously she never got in and he's already celebrating. Yeah, um, this is another gesture that he does. So she goes now and she just hops in the car with him. They go to, I think it's their spot. Mm -hmm. A diner. The diner. And she's struggling to tell him, like, yeah. no, no, that this is, this is not um, a real. celebration. <laughs> like, I did not get in. 
And um, he's bragging to the waitress like, oh, she got it in Stanford. <laughs> she's like, he's like, tell her, tell her you made it. She's like, it's English lit. I mean, I think she got <laughs> excited at that point. Like, even though she never got into Stanford, she was excited to say that her major is English lit because she always maintained that even though some people kind of do it as a cursory course she was really passionate about literature so she got passionate about that at that point and i think it is definitely true to who laura jean is because she the whole premise of this movie is the fact that she wrote love letters yes. when she was younger and she continues to demonstrate her love for literature and how that turns into movies that are our traditional classic type movies she finds her interest in it because of the literature attached to it the next thing is they're supposed to go on a school trip to new york mm -hmm. which is ever i think in the first movie i can't remember if there was a school trip in the second movie but there seems to always be a yeah, school, school trip. trip. <laughs> this time they're going to New York. By the way, Laura Jean sent out applications to a number of other schools. Mm -hmm. Before they go on the trip, she gets her acceptance to Berkeley. Yes. Which is another great school and is only an hour away from Peter. From Stanford. From yeah. Stanford. Mm -hmm. They go to the New York trip now and she finally tells him his first thing is to say are you okay which is green flag <laughs> wave the green flag <laughs> yes of course he's gonna wonder if she's okay if his first thought was well this is not gonna work or whatever then toxic hello <laughs> i know what i wanted to make on that scene is you know in movies when somebody is nervous about doing something and there's like an alternate universe where they actually say the thing and then but we flash back to reality and it the thing was never said for a moment i felt like that's what was happening when she finally admitted i felt like oh that's her thinking in her head what's going to happen if she admits but then i see where he asked her um is she okay and that kind of indicated to me that it wasn't one of those moments because i thought that conflict was going to last throughout the movie so i was surprised that it was being resolved so quickly at the beginning of the movie well i mean it was a partial resolve because we see a little later on that she falls in love with the city of new york mm -hmm. and one other application that she did send out was for nyu she actually spent the the day with jen who by the way jen was Laura Jean's best friend when they were younger they had a little falling out and in the second movie they became friends again so Jen got into NYU Laura Jean joins them with her best friend who happens to be like the enemy of Jen and she just falls in love with the whole experience of what it would be like and you kind of see her enjoying herself with the girls yeah. separate and apart from her relationship with with Peter, Peter. right which I think at that time in your life is very necessary. You can't just be stuck on to this oh, guy and is. hanging on him for forever. You're not going to grow that way. Mm -hmm. When they go back home, she tells him that she wants to go to NYU. Peter, she says, takes it too well. <laughs> which is what frightened her more. I don't really feel like he did take it well. From what I picked up, he was just being supportive at the time 
I think for her, she wanted a reaction out of him and um, she just never got it. He was kind of too calm about it because I feel like she was freaking out on the inside about how far away New York is from where he is. But the fact that he seems to not have even considered that freaked her out. Skipping, skipping, skipping. They go to prom together. That night, no. She tries to have sex with Peter for the first time. Mm -hmm. And Peter is like, no. Why do you want to do this now? What's going on? She says to him that, well, since I told you about wanting to go to NYU, you've been distant. So he's like, are you just doing this because you feel insecure? And she's like, no, no, that's not what it's about. Long story short they break up he says clearly this whole distance thing is not gonna work because you are acting like you know you're not gonna see me after this if it's going to end anyways he might as well end it now and then leave her with her hormones <laughs> <laughs> another thing we didn't mention is that Jean's father found another woman and they're getting married um peter was initially supposed to attend the wedding but because they broke up she tells him not to bother but finally, after the wedding is over, Lara Jean's little sister, who is very instrumental in the play out of Lara Jean and Peter's relationship, she's basically the reason why their relationship even happened. She sets up some arrangement for Lara Jean and Peter to meet in the tent outside of the house after the wedding. When Lara Jean goes outside now, we see that Peter wrote her a love letter. Right, so at one point in the show, they exchanged yearbooks. That was another reason why Peter was thinking that you don't really think this is going to work because he was saying that you only get people who you don't think you're going to see again to sign your yearbook. And if they are going to work, there's no need for him to sign her yearbook. She says that she just wants to have the memory. In any event, they exchange yearbooks and... She's supposed to write something in his and he's supposed to write something in hers. Um, the night when she did try to um, sleep with Peter, she gave him a little box because she said she couldn't think of anything to write, which is strange because she's usually so good at writing. Um, she couldn't think of anything to write. So she made a little box where she put pictures and um, just little memorabilia in there for him to have when he... He's at Stanford and she's in New York. He took that as, you really don't see this working, the long distance. You don't see it working, so it don't make no sense. But then, as Maria said, when we reach the wedding scene, she goes down into the tent, sees the, her yearbook just like standing on a little mantle. She goes up and goes over. And Peter wrote her a little love letter like she would typically write. It turned out to be another contract. I wanted to make the point that the same way that the movie begins or the trilogy begins is the same way that it ends. In the first movie, their relationship started based on a love letter that Laura Jean wrote to him and a contract that they entered into. We're now at the end and we're seeing it the opposite way. Peter has now written a love letter to Laura Jean and he is now initiating a contract for them. Basically the contract is that after the four years of college that they would still try and make their relationship work always and forever. So we're seeing it full circle come back around to just end in a very beautiful way. There was one other thing that I wanted to point out 
that was very significant is that they were trying to choose a song to be theirs throughout the relationship. You know, like how every couple was like, this is our song. They were trying to find their song. They make suggestions to each other throughout the show. But Laura Jean, while she was in New York, heard this band playing. And the words were, Will, Will you, you be, be my... Oh, seen it. Beginning, my middle, my end. Beginning, my middle, my end. And I feel like that's exactly what this contract is representing. The beginning, the middle, and the end of both of their love stories. Early in the movie, Laura Jean was saying that they don't have a meet cute. Peter said we do have a meet cute, but he didn't tell her what it was. She couldn't, Laura Jean couldn't remember how they first met, but Peter did. And in his love letter, he explained what that first meeting was. They were, must say like middle school or, or something like that. Laura Jean was sitting in front of him in like a hall, I guess it was like a ceremony thing. Laura Jean was supposed to get a prize on stage and her hair got stuck in the chair and she looked around and he helped her pull out her hair out of the, the chair and she smiles at him and he says that was the first time his heart flipped and he didn't even know that that could happen before that moment. So that is the beginning for him. That's the very first time him feel any kind of love flutter. They don't end up together. They, they don't really have a friendship. They move on with life. And he dates somebody else. And then they get together towards the end of high school. The middle. They're separating again now for four years for college. But it is proposed that they get back together after those four years and make their life together the end <laughs> i think the song was just a a representation of what their relationship is one thing i wanted to say about the movie first of all i just want to say i'm not a big fan of romantic cheesy romantic movies so if we never had to do a recap on this today to be honest i wouldn't have clicked on the movie to watch it but what i really appreciated despite the fact that i tortured myself to watch the whole thing what i appreciated in the movie is the fact that there wasn't just themes of romantic love there were themes of um family relationships friendships um old friendships being mended with with Laura Jean and Jen in New York, they realized that there was potential for their friendship to grow again, be mended, for them to be friends at NYU. I feel like that's one of the core reasons why she wanted to do it because I think she was surprised by the fact that Jen was even interested in hanging out with her in New York and just having that friendship spark up again while they were there. I feel like brought some joy to her. Her sister had told her in the initial stages of the movie that she shouldn't let a guy dictate um, how her life is because then she'll never grow, as Maria said. And I feel like when she felt that spark of friendship that could have been rekindled, 
that was one of the things that led her to want to go to NYU. There was a whole shift of energy when they were in New York that I feel like influenced that idea or decision. And then also with the family relationships, there was strong themes of love for family because even in the beginning when she was in Korea, in Seoul, she was talking about wishing that her mother was there because people were talking to her in Korean and she couldn't understand what they were saying and she kind of wished that her mother was there to teach her how to speak Korean and so on. And um, obviously the love for her father throughout the show and understanding that her father was falling in love with somebody else. That was another strong theme in the show. And um, with Peter, we see a conflict arise where his father comes back into the picture mm -hmm. and he's conflicted about whether or not he wants to give his father a chance. Mm -hmm. I like the fact that in the end, um, he did come around and there was another mending of the fence there as it pertains to family. So outside of the big romantic gestures, and I know that this is a Valentine's episode and all of you lovers tuned in to hear about love. I'm not that lovey-dovey, corny person Maria is. Maria loved the, those kind of movies. For me, I appreciated more of the friendship, character building in terms of friendship and the character building in terms of family relationships and those kind of mending fences. So I appreciated that the show wasn't limited to just romance. Oh, and her little sister. Her older sister and her little sister, they're all very close as sisters as well. At one point in the show, Laura Jean actually had gotten her acceptance from NYU and her little sister never told her. The little sister comes back and explains to her, she never told her because she thought she was going to miss her if she went that far away. I like that. I like those moments in the movie. I just wanted to point that out. Overall rating? I feel like some of the scenes in the movie were too long. I feel like some of the scenes never needed to be in there. This movie was two hours. Complex movies need two hours to explain their storyline, but this was a simple love story. I also didn't understand some of the scenes and why they needed to be so long, like the prom scene. There was a lot of dancing, a lot. <laughs> when they were in New York, there was a lot of um, scenes with them taking pictures and sending to each other way too much. Like I feel like some of the things could have been cut down and kind of more summarized, put together. Um, the acting for me is terrible, honestly. I feel like it's overacting. It's almost as if they're being too dramatic. I give it a five. It wasn't terrible. Wow, it wasn't terrible, but it was just not. It was not my type of movie. I think I like a wide range of movies. I can appreciate a fun-loving, simple, not too serious kind of movie. And I can also appreciate something that has a message, something that brings across a feeling for you. So for me, I, I didn't like it as much as the first and second movie. I think the first one was definitely the best then the second and this for me was my least favorite out of all of them i do think the movie was a little bit long but i can appreciate that they're tying together the final movie of a trilogy and so i assume that is why it was this long i agree the acting is the acting is not top notch but 
in these kind of kinds of movies you're not expecting the acting to be top notch for me in my mind you can't critique these type of movies on the same way you would critique a movie that has a message and is much deeper you have to think about it in a different way and in a different light and so because of that i'm gonna give this one a 6.5 just because it is my least favorite out of the three well i mean most most people who voted chose this movie i i would love to know what you guys thought about the movie I would have obviously preferred to do a classic romantic movie because it's not that I don't like romantic movies overall. I feel like they're very well-told romantic movies that we can watch. Um, It's just that I'm not a big fan of this kind of storytelling. Um, I obviously voted for classic most people voted for this. Shanice tried to, to cheat in her voting. She voted on her <laughs> personal page and then she voted using the Cinematics page. Yes, I voted And first. she still lost. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd love to hear, I'd love to hear what you all had to say. For those who chose the classic movie, um, did you end up liking this movie? Am I being too hard on the movie? For those who wanted to hear about this movie, just let us know what you thought. Were you satisfied with what you saw? So if you guys made it to this point of our podcast, comment lock. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe. And click the notification bell to be notified every time we post a video. Send us a DM if you're listening on any other platform. We love you guys. See ya.